0: Culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast. This is the Melissa I Tell Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa I Tell Show. Frank McKay here with Renaissance Woman. Melissa I Tell and if you go to com, you could watch the two documentaries, two separate docu- documentaries on Melissa. And she's lovely and she's wonderful. Binge listen to everything that we've been doing here. And whatever outlet you're listening to is fine. But if you get bored of this outlet, we have 123 others that you could listen to us on. Melissa ItellJoran, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, Frank. How are you?
0: I- I'm doing well. I- I- I'm i wondering, and it's been a sleeping giant but the I'm wondering about the the Cuomo investigation, where it leads to now, and the the wrap up. Everyone always said is when they call him in for questioning, and that's when they're wrapping up and they're and, and they're they're getting to the bottom to the nitty gritty. And and I guess Tish James is uh, is is finalizing her um, well masterpiece, maybe or or, or not so masterpiece. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll find out, but. Uh, everything points to him being um, being brought in real soon. Is that correct?
1: That's what they say. You
0: know, I mean, what's the you know what's the the potential outcome? He's got a lot to answer. He's got a, he's got a lot of things to answer for. And uh, does our governor take the fifth a uh, hundred times? And if he does, is there any way he's going to be our governor uh, past next year? Um, what can he get away with at this? Uh, not too many taking the fifths, am I right?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think they're just, because this is such a democratic state, even though, you know, the Me Too movement is, is still is still there. And Letitia James, uh, several months ago, said she was going to investigate all these allegations. I don't know, you know, he, he, he just made a joint appearance with Eric Adams. And it's funny, though, um, politics makes strange bedfellows, because Eric Adams was calling out uh, the governor not too long ago um you, you know before the the mayor's race heated up so i i don't know anymore i'm kind of I, i'm I'm just kind of uh disillusioned with what's going on. I really don't trust what they're doing. I don't think you're going to get him out. he's going to preserve out he's 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 not they're not going after him you know if this were had been a republican, he would have been long dead.
0: no doubt about it i mean absolutely no doubt about it as far as uh being a republican the Uh, The big question here, and and again, why he met with Adams is, you know, he's sitting there, he's got $18.5 million. I just looked at his financials last night, late last night, Cuomo, and um, he's got $18.5 million. Nobody running for governor has anything close to that. Zeldin. Um, showed up with over four million raised, which is very impressive and you know I think he spent eight hundred thousand to to raise it but we 're uh, you know we 're talking about having three point two million dollars on hand and that's a uh, that 's a healthy sum to uh, to for anybody but i mean certainly for zeldon he 's going to need it it 's you know it 's not a republican state that 's for sure and to get out of New York City. Uh, it's not going to be easy, but I guess what he's hoping for is that he runs and he's fully um, backed by the Republican conservative lines and he will uh, you know he will be running straight ahead. and Cuomo will be there with um, you know maybe a splintered, Organization well definitely a splintered organization and maybe there'll be minor party lines with Democrats pulling votes from each other and Cuomo uh, is in there but still 18 and a half million dollars makes Cuomo very viable for that uh, you mentioned being standing next to Eric Adams yeah I mean Eric Adams in in his mind in New York City is going to need the governor right he's going to need um, need the governor for uh, for funding, and he's going to need the governor not to be at war with him, like uh, like De Blasio was uh, with the governor. So Eric Adams is in a weird spot. He's he's a Dem, and Cuomo's a Dem, and he's the expected next mayor of New York, and and Cuomo is going to be the governor for at least his first year. Yeah, <laughs> how about that? You know. So I mean, it's uh, it, it's not all that unusual that there would be strange bedfellows here.
1: I know, but uh, th- 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 this is the way it goes. If this had been any other, any other governor, uh, he would have been—he uh, would have resigned by now. Uh, I guess anything short of a major scandal, uh, you know. Yeah, I went—I—I I frequented a, you know, a, 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 I frequented Washington, and, and I, I had a—I had my standby, you know, girl. You <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, there's nothing that's gonna pull—that's gonna pull uh, Cuomo out of the uh, state house.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to drag him out kicking and screaming. What was the line by uh, the late in Charlton Heston about his gun? He said, uh, they could have my gun when they drag it out of my cold, dead hands. And, and, uh, and
1: my <laughs> cold, dead hands. Yeah, right. When he was the NRA the, yeah. the NRA president back then.
0: Yeah, and uh, it, was a, it was a great, uh, great line. And Cormorne might as well say that. You could have the governorship when you drag my cold, dead body out of it. <laughs>
1: I'm not going anywhere. I'm yeah. here, whether you like it or not.
0: Yeah, you're not leaving voluntarily, that's for sure. I mean, it's uh, you know, and and yeah. politically, you know, if you're if you're a Cuomo friend, which. I would say I am not uh, at the, certainly at this point, but I'm I have not, been, I'm not. Right? I'm sure I'm not. I yeah. thought
1: he would care, but just to, just for him to know, you know, I'm not. No. Yeah. <laughs> not, but, one <laughs> not one of your
0: constituents. So not one of your. You don't have support here, and and there's there's a lot of places he doesn't have support. But uh, let me let me just tell you something. If I'm advising Cuomo, if I'm a Cuomo mm-hmm. friend, I say just hang in there. What are they going to do to you? You know, unless yeah, you're yeah. unless you're indicted, unless I, not even indicted, unless you're convicted, what the right. hell? I mean, I mean uh, it, what was what was the guy's name? Marion Barry. Marion Barry was. Oh uh, yes, yes. He was caught smoking crack. Interesting. In yes, the,
1: interesting character. Yes, yeah. yes. But he was a very oddly enough, he he was an effective mayor of D.C. with his drug problems. Yeah. with his, <laughs> his antics. Not that I, you know, condone, you know, a guy having, uh, you know, you know, uh, clandestine uh, um, you know, crack buying sessions, and then getting, you know, having the FBI, <laughs> you know, pose as dealers. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want my mayor to do that. <laughs> you know, he did his, he did his job, and he was, he was, he was quite a character.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And you know, and he was, uh, he was doing cocaine with, with uh, oh, yeah, prostitutes. Right. You know, and he oh, got, yeah, yeah. got nailed on that and he was uh, he was arrested he was convicted mm-hmm. and when he got out of jail he came back and he ran for mayor and he did right. it
1: you know uh, he did it, you it know? yeah so successful. it just goes to show you you know try try and try don't let anything get you down
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you the, can do it i don't think the the little engine that could author uh meant it in this I, way you know like no even, i
1: that's no, that person that author never envisioned that message should be interpreted in, in, by Marion Barry, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, and I can imagine Marion Barry on an SNL skit saying, "Well, I owe it to—I owe it all to the little engine that could." <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, wasn't one of the one of the things one of the guys that talked about it was Chris Rock, and Chris Rock is a—you a, know—he's a great. Uh, stand-up comedian and, uh, you know, comedic actor and all, and he was talking about Marion Barry. He was like, how crazy is this? You know, Marion Barry gets caught smoking crack, and he, he becomes mayor, and uh, he says, if you get caught smoking crack at McDonald's, you're gone. You can't come back. You can't make <laughs> Forget burgers. Forget about it.
1: They, uh, McDonald's won't serve you. You're banned for life from, by <laughs> McDonald's. So, but this guy, this guy goes back. He goes back into office.
0: Yeah. Well, he said uh, that's what he said. Something along the lines of, "What are you going to do now? You you can't make Big Macs." He said, "I could be mayor. I could run for mayor." <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right, and that's nice. That's even better. <laughs> but you know what? There are other hamburger joints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, you're listening to the Melissa I tell show, uh, and uh, again, we uh, touching on a whole bunch of different things here. Cuomo is uh, is first up, and and his. Uh, I guess joint appearance with Eric Adams. How did Eric look to you, Melissa? Did he look uncomfortable with Cuomo, or was he, you know, was he um, too too in, important to him to to look um, mayoral?
1: I think he's trying to look mayoral. Um, I, I mean, I guess, maybe we're too we're too quick in, in 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 crowning him the next mayor. I mean, it's not a hundred percent official right now, but. You see, you know, like this is politics, and as we know, that uh, people put aside many differences for the sake of politics. Just look at our our president and his vice presidential choice. Um, um, rumor has it that you know he, even though he, his wife was fuming when, after that uh, debate two years ago, and she actually cursed her out. Well, not to her face, but she cursed out the she cursed out the, uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, to another, to a friend, um, no they were able to just yes, yes, yes. Jill is a tough lady, you know. She's from Philadelphia, so you don't mess with people from Philadelphia. No. I mean, she's you know. So, she, so she, privately, she cursed her out. You know, how could she do this? You know, uh, my husband stands for this and that, and 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 uh, we've been you know we've been more than nice to her and whatever, and and uh, but you know, come the convention, uh, uh, everybody was all smiles, and um, but. I don't think it's it all is forgiven because uh, um, oh. President Biden re- awarded her with that plum job, the border, and mm. probably knowing, ha, 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 you know, go ahead and fall flat on your face. Um, <laughs> uh, this is uh, uh, thanks, thanks, but no thanks for what she said to me at the debate. I think so. I think it's, it's possible because he probably knew nobody can really handle that, and she certainly can't. She didn't even go to the border. She was like a 1,000 miles away from the actual one.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's fascinating actually. Uh he, he did throw her mm-hmm. a uh, you know, he threw her a plum, so to speak, the border, but it's uh, something that he didn't want to deal with, right? He didn't want exactly. to personally deal. Yeah. I- interesting. You mentioned Philadelphia, by the way, and they're mm-hmm. they're considered uh, to be the toughest by by far, the toughest sports fans out there. Mm-hmm. And there was this, oh, yeah. yeah, there was this uh, this funny example that Bob Euchre used to give. He said the the Phillies fans are so mean that they once had an Easter egg hunt for uh, children under ten in uh-huh. uh, in at a doubleheader of the Phillies. Oh, really? And the uh-huh. and the crowd booed all the kids who couldn't find any eggs.
1: <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, they're ruthless. They are ruthless. It's no holds bar over there, so uh, yeah, I can see Jill. You know, Jill is a no-nonsense lady. You know, she's she doesn't stand on ceremony. Uh, she, not that she doesn't conduct herself well. She does, You know, I think she's she she she's, she dresses very nicely. She's, you know, she's 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 not as. She's not as stiff, I think, as Melania. Melania was very formal, and Melania didn't want to be there. And Melania, you know, this is not her first language, her first culture, and so she, I think she felt a little bit uncomfortable being in the spotlight. And Jill is the opposite, but, you know, I'm sure in private Jill tells Joe what she really thinks. And uh, the, the phone calls she made after the debate to a friend, uh, that just says a lot.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, that's when you have to find out who your friends are when you get yeah. into a position like that, the White House or, uh, mm-hmm. v- or vice president, you know, and, and then all of a sudden these <laughs> stories leak out. You want to see who gets their, their 15 minutes of fame. Frank McKay here once again with Melissa itell Go to com and watch the documentaries. I, you know, talking about uh, Jill, it, you, you seem to have a decent opinion of her. Um, mm-hmm. you know the way mm-hmm. the, the way you're saying that, and I do too. You know, I mean, hey, l- listen. Yeah. So far, so good. You know, she's handled herself with class, and and she's yeah, not right. she's not pushing herself in uh, in in front of the camera the way Hillary say would or or somebody along those lines. Uh, much different than than Hillary, you would say, right? So uh, I would
1: say so because you know Hillary came in with uh, the you know the uh, you know two for the price The one. Actually, that, that was those were her husband's words and uh you know not that it's bad that you have a a a, a um a, a very informed uh legally trained uh, wife as uh, first lady i mean it's, i don't think there's anything wrong with a, with a, a first lady being involved in, in, in other things aside from you know uh, cutting you know ribbons you know uh and 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 and, and, and Breaking champagne bottles on ships and things like that. I mean, I think there's more to it than just a, being a ceremonial position. Um, but Hillary, I think, was probably trying out, you know, her her chops at being president, and people were offended by that. Um, and, and, and you know, it, it, after the after the Clintons uh, left, it was evident that this was her turn going in, and he was going to step back, and she was going to she was going to start her po- political career. But she's always been an abrasive, an abrasive figure, and I think that's why uh, people either loved her or hated her.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no question about that. Uh, does uh, does Jill remind you of anybody? Is uh, is is this is she her own kind of unique first lady, or is there someone in the past that she reminds you
1: of? Well, uh, she's not a southerner. I wouldn't say she's like Rosalind Carter. Rosalind Carter was a southern lady. She, even though she was a very active um, in in the White House for that time, she actually sat in on cabinet meetings which a lot of people didn't approve of. Right. But she did lead a mental health um initiative and and she was uh, she kept the books at the at the peanut farm. I mean, she was uh you know, she wanted she asserted herself. She wasn't just an accessory. She didn't just pick up after her husband. She did, you know, she 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 was a pioneering uh, f- uh feminist and um but she was a Southern lady. She was very, you know, very you know, I, I would say, re- reserved and uh, very, um, uh, you know, uh, very much, um, you know, on the up and up about um, uh, etiquette and and, and, and uh, her deportment, um, different, you know, different personality, different region of the country. Jill is just, you know, I'm Jill, and uh, I, I don't have any airs about me, and, um, I, I, you know, I love the dogs. Well, they lost a dog. Right, and, champ. Um, I yeah and there's they she said they were going to bring in a cat. I haven't seen the cat yet, and uh she's just very you know she's Jill and she's you know she's there she's she's the supportive wife, but she and her husband have you know they've been in Washington. So, you know, for whatever it is, uh, since their marriage, so they she's very well. You know, she's well versed in what goes on there. I think she can she can hold her own. But she's her her uh, persona is I don't have any airs about me, and uh, I don't stand on ceremony. But I can hold my own. Yeah,
0: you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, you we we've talked about different people who are low key and 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 not really in the spotlight. President Biden's very low-key for a president, and am I mistaking that, or is he unbelievably low-key? Now, we don't know why. I mean, maybe
1: he's—they <laughs> maybe he they don't can, want him out I there. I think we can venture a guess, don't you think?
0: <laughs> yeah, he's as low-key as you can get. I've never seen a president this—
1: That uh, low-key, yes. Yeah.
0: It's yeah, yeah, yeah. hiding him. Woodrow Wilson, maybe you know. He was, oh, I don't know. <laughs> well,
1: we we're not sure. We didn't have television back then, and we don't. Right. We have these brainy video um, films of him, you know, uh, silent films of him waving or something. We really can't tell. We just have to go by the what uh, eyewitness accounts and 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 biographies that say he was a very formal, stiff guy who uh, turned out to have been a, to, to have been a racist. I mean, he was a product of his time and and he was not the friendliest person in the world and i think he dragged us into world war one which is another story and uh... he just he was you know i'm um, a i ai would say a, a southerner uh... who moved up north and 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 got the the assumed the uh... head of uh... princeton university and and he thought quite a bit of himself and was uh very very um very formal uh, and not exactly the most uh... the most uh... uh reachable person out there but that was then that was a hundred over a hundred years ago
0: yeah who was who was the president that uh, what was it silent cal is that uh yeah uh, he uh, said
1: two uh, words if someone asked me you going to say anything else nope yeah. <laughs> he, he was just that was his trademark yeah and uh, uh, uh
0: calvin coolidge
1: yes yes he said they couldn't stand the, the stiffness of, of of uh, Woodrow Wilson, so they elected this guy Calvin Coolidge. Who hardly said anything, you know. He was the, he was the silent type, but the most charismatic leader. And w- without the, you know, all of the the audio that uh, for for posterity is, is Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, I mean, his he just his personality uh, had was was boundless, and and uh, he was just larger than life and accomplished in many things and, and very successful
0: yeah he was uh he he was uh, flamboyant is the wrong word maybe but he was he was flamboyant i guess right he was uh
1: in some ways yeah. but he was he was a very uh, i i think a very wise um uh, in, uh in, in, inclusive person and 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 very well educated and and uh, somebody who who used his larger than life personality to try to help people uh he may have helped destroy the 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 election for um, against wilson taft.
0: right yeah right
1: but uh yeah because his, i think his ego got, kind of got in the way and he just was he lost confidence in his friend um uh his his, uh, his appointed successor william
0: howard taft
1: y- yes who it wasn't his fault he wasn't against tr is a hard act to follow and um taft you know was was uh, taunted by, by because of his weight and but he found he found happiness and success as a Supreme Court justice
0: yeah, which was he he seemed to be more suited for
1: more suited to that, yes, and much happier
0: you know the the line with uh, will Rogers he was with uh, uh, with uh, Calvin Coolidge and uh, he said uh, he said, Mr. President, it's a pleasure to meet you. He said uh, somebody bet me uh, 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 you know dollar. If uh, that that I couldn't get you to three, uh, you, uh, I couldn't get you to say three words, and Calvin Coolidge said to him, "You lose."
1: You lose. <laughs> <laughs> smart. That was smart.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I don't know much about Calvin Coolidge, but he didn't let you let you say too much. But you, you know, you're you're right about uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, again, MelissaIteildjorn dot com is where everyone should go. Frank McKay here with Melissa Iteljorn. I Teddy Roosevelt. Got himself on Rushmore. He didn't know Rushmore would be there, right? But, uh, but he got himself to to be with the uh, the other three greats, you know, Washington, Lincoln, and Jefferson, and and he got himself there by you know not being quiet. He was uh, he was forceful. He was tough. He was you know he was a little guy. He was you know like I, I'm I'm not a tall guy, and uh, he wasn't a tall guy. He was a Long Islander, and he was he was loud. And proud, and boisterous, and and uh, you know, not a wallfowl.
1: No, but he, he, he the Long Island for uh, for people of that of that class was very different from the Long Island we know. They didn't have a Hamptons, really. You know, people didn't flock to the Hamptons. Right. It wasn't a celebrity enclave or a multi-million dollar vacation spot. And you you had blue bloods, but they weren't your typical the Long Islanders we associate with today. They spoke with a very you know an upper class. Dialect. They went to Harvard. They went hunting. (laughs) They went sailing. Uh, They went to Africa on safari. There's a different, you know, this was the blue blood class. You know, don't forget that that TR was actually a cousin of FDR's through, uh, I'm not sure which which side of the family. I think, um, actually, yeah, he was, well, Eleanor Roosevelt was his niece, his brother's daughter. And Eleanor had a you know very a very bad background because her she lost her father her or her mother and her father was a was an alcoholic and 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 she was sent away to school it was it was no we didn't she didn't have a good home life, but she was the niece of Teddy who gave her away at her wedding to FDR. FDR was a distant relative, I think a third cousin or something like that, and and uh, FDR, um, FDR um, modeled himself after. T. He, R. He, he wanted to become like TR, so he, he got the, the naval appointment, and then he, he started out in New York politics, and he wanted to be president. That was his end goal, and he admired T, TR, but he, was, he came from the Democratic, Democratic Party branch of the family.
0: Yeah. He he would probably argue that it was a different Republican party uh than uh, than what was uh, there when his uh when, when his cousin uncle, you know, I guess cousin, right? Se- second cousin, were they? Yeah. You know.
1: TR and FDR yeah. they were not always beyond that. It was distant. I think it was a wow. third cousin. The yeah, name yeah. is
0: is what they had in common really.
1: Right, uh, right. So when Eleanor married, you know, TR said, "Well, good, you're keeping this name in the family."
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, it, both interesting characters. Of course, uh, FDR. Um, you know, got us. You know, he's. He, you know, he'd be on Rushmore if it was. Uh, if it was made later, he, he got us through the Depression. They say, and and he got us through World War II. And you know, a lot of people would uh, would dispute that. Uh, you know, it was uh, he was in the right place at the right time, kind of. You know, and mm. and everything else. But it's kind of hard to take away. Uh, anything from him but much different a much different character than uh than than Teddy Roosevelt
1: mm-hmm. you know yes it, definitely the definitely. polio
0: might have had something it, w- it was polio right that put him in the wheelchair yes
1: right that's right he caught polio he was 39 years old
0: yeah just uh you know just amazing he didn't want to be seen in the wheelchair he didn't want to be photographed in the wheelchair right.
1: and that's right and the press obliged him now today can you imagine with they had social media back then (laughs) <laughs> you'd, you'd have pictures of him, FDR, trying falling. There's FDR falling off the chair. Yeah, right. <laughs> Somebody helping FDR. FDR's son's running to pick him up.
0: <laughs> Trend, yeah, trending, uh, uh, FDR getting stuck on the uh, on the on the brick on his way down oh. from the White House. You know, that, I do not even right. did they have did
1: this man be president? Is this man <laughs> fit to be president? A cripple? You know, they would. That's what they called. Of course, that's what they called any yeah anyone who was a, a victim of polio or anybody who who couldn't walk, who had, was on crutches, uh, who, who was disabled, and crippled, they didn't, uh, and then I think later on they used handicap, but that was much later on, so you were branded a cripple, and FDR was very sensitive about that, and he tried everything he could, every kind of therapy that was available at the time, but the press, you know, they looked the other way, it was a different world then, I mean, even as, uh, as late as the 60s, the press didn't cover, the media didn't cover JFK's, uh, you know, uh, personal life, his, his extracurricular activities. I mean, this was they had hints of it, but nobody bothered to investigate today. Forget about it. He'd be they'd impeach him over something. Yeah. he would have been impeached immediately for something. So, um, you know, it was such a different world, such a different time.
0: Yeah no, no doubt about it. You know you mentioned uh JFK uh, the the press and really wasn't that long ago. I mean it's uh, you know uh he was before me, right? So uh I, you know he he was assassinated in in 63 and I was right. born in 67, but he um uh, he got a pass on his private life and he may yeah. have been the last one who uh, who did his uh, you know his Behavior as a husband was despicable. I mean, I would never. It was
1: atrocious. It was atrocious. But again, you know, there were rumors of FDR, not FDR, sorry, LBJ taking um, hush money. uh, Well, that's how he made his fortune. He came to Washington uh, with very little money. His wife was the one who had the inheritance. She had the radio station. Her family had a big had owned a ra- owned a radio station, and now it 's a media empire and um he didn 't have anything he didn 't have a, really have a dime to his name, but he seemed to make out very nicely uh, by the time he became vice president and during uh even during those years after that he was taking he was getting kind of kickbacks i mean all kinds of of cash incentives i don 't think anything was in- investigated about his his financial holdings. Uh, back then. I mean, now everything has come to light. And also his personal life. I mean, he was very abusive, verbally abusive uh, to, to many of his uh, cabinet. Yeah. I mean, he would get in your face and, and you know, that was his style and, and, uh, and, and you know, and, and really, you know, would make you wish you hadn't been born. Yeah. <laughs> he was a very tough guy to, to work for.
0: He used the N word openly. And, oh yeah, you know, in the yeah. White House, all over the place, and he yes, also picked he up his beagle, his beagle by the ears, and people were horrified.
1: Really, you know, his yeah. dog? Yeah, his own. And what did he say? That's the way we raise them in Texas. I mean, yeah, <laughs>
0: I don't know what he said, but I mean, I can't imagine how. Difficult. Uh, I, I mean, that would have been on the dog. I mean, painful. But oh he'd pick him up God. by the ears, and That's you know, terrible. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, terrible is right. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: Abusive guy. Uh, you know, not a not a good guy. I, one of the things I remember about uh, about uh, Lyndon uh, uh, um, uh, Baines Johnson, LBJ, was uh, his his line about uh, Vietnam, and it's so disturbing because you know of how many people died. Mm -hmm. In this, uh, you know, really uh, uh, terrible war, terrible political war, he he said Vietnam is like hitchhiking in a Texas hailstorm. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. And my God almighty, I just can't make it stop. And, you know, it just it, it points out. Uh, The obvious that he uh, he certainly shouldn't have been uh, president of the United States. He wasn't capable of being president of the United States because he could have made it stop. He at any time uh, LBJ could have said, you know what, our our objectives have changed Uh, now as soon as we do X, Y and Z. And we secure that uh, the war is over. This is uh, right. this is an internal but, fight between yeah. them. He didn't want to be the first no, president no, to be the, this, lose a war and whatever. But well, go ahead.
1: But he was he was beholden to the military industrial complex. I mean yes. he 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 uh, secretly uh, ordered the uh, you know the 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 surge in, in forces. Uh, he didn't tell the public what was going on. I mean, we don't know for certain what Kennedy would have done. There were some historians who maintained that Kennedy would have ended the war; he would have gotten us out, you know, sooner. He didn't want to prolong it. But uh, LBJ was definitely in the pocket of the military-industrial complex that Eisenhower had warned about in one of his final speeches.
0: Yeah, it, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, Bobby Kennedy, I think, would have uh, would have stopped the war, but the. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just because it was political, uh, you know, politically popular. But I think, uh, you know, the the war would have escalated if it wasn't for uh, the assassination, and that both Kennedys would have got themselves into Vietnam. I think they were they were heading that way. They, you know, had sent uh, advisors over, and and everything points out points to now. In fact, I've spoken to, uh, I've spoken to uh, Vietnam vets that were sent over during Kennedy and they said there were a lot more um soldiers over uh, over there on the ground they were called advisors but uh mm-hmm. but soldiers than we've ever claimed i mean some people said there were uh, that he only had 1500 advisors over there and it was the green beret or something like that you know this this, uh, this former you know well this vietnam vet uh who fought proudly over there and i think he was there for two years which is uh, you know a very long time uh to be there but he was sent over by uh the kennedy administration he was there the uh, the you know during both but uh but he said there were a lot of americans over there uh in yeah. uh you know in, in in uh in fighting situation i guess and they were working with the french or or whoever and um you know, it just pointed out that that the Kennedy administration probably would have gotten us into uh, Vietnam uh, just the same way that that uh, Johnson would. Do you have any thought on that? Do you do you believe that's the case, or is it, is it just too unclear historically? Well,
1: it depends on which which historian you're reading. Yeah, I think.
0: Right, right. That's it. But I mean, what do you what do you take? I mean, if if you had to uh, say. Uh, Kennedy would have gotten us in, or wouldn't have gotten us in. I'm talking about JFK. Uh, would yeah, you? Th- yeah. Do you think he would have gotten us into Vietnam the same way that uh, that Johnson would have?
1: I don't think so. I think he would have. He, it, it all signs indicated that he was probably disen, disen, uh, disenchanted with what was going on over there. He, he, but I don't think he was in anybody's pocket, really. I mean, if you want to go now, this you know, if you want to go into why he may have been assassinated, there are theories that he he was you know he, he was against he was on the you know on the out with the the CIA and with you know um, with the generals, the Joint Chiefs, and because he. Uh, because of the the Bay of Pigs and and also um, his his stance on Vietnam, I don't. It, it didn't indicate that. Um, it does, All indications seem that he he probably was not going to follow what LBJ ultimately did. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say because he he didn't get reelected. We we don't know how his uh, his, his second term would have panned out. How he things would have affected his campaign promises i think he would have been very different jfk and and lbj did not get along it's a well-known fact that lbj was added to the ticket to balance it out for the southern you know for southern represent southern votes uh, LBJ didn't like you know JFK and of course they he's uh, LBJ has been in or already indicted as as a possible conspirator in the assassination he he was in on it and I don't know I mean there's there's so many books out there so many theories everything you know it, it's still in it's still very popular you know there's a, a famous uh, picture of uh, of them on the plane uh, after the assassination uh, lbj and his wife and jackie and lbj is ready to get sworn in and and somebody on the on one of the one of the uh, you know insiders of the administration is there a friend of lbj's and lbj looks at him and he smiles nah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't nah. know what he's smiling is mm. you know you just you, you got a president on board in a coffin. you just it was the, the worst day of it possible you're, youre you're being sworn in because the president's been shot and he's, he's dead, and you're smiling at your friend' the other guy i I wish I'd have to look it up and it's it's like, oh you know uh, uh we did it you know it's like oh, yeah. oh you know we're here, we did it you know? <laughs> yeah. disturbing,
0: yeah disturbing yeah, know. but you well you got to watch in those moments when you mm-hmm. smile I don't care mm-hmm. what's said, but um
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because just that wasn't the occasion to smile at your friend like, "Yeah, we're here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Short of we, doing a high five, we
0: <laughs> we did it, buddy. We got it.
1: We're here. <laughs> Can you imagine if we done a high five? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Listen, I, I got news for you. You know, uh, you know the the Kamala Harris has that weird awkward laugh at at certain times. Oh
1: my God, that yeah. laugh! Yeah.
0: A- She's got to watch if Biden ever bites it uh, in the White House, or if uh, if anything ever tragic mm-hmm. happens to him, yeah, uh, she got to watch she doesn't start White cracking House. up. You know she doesn't. I know,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we find out. Yeah, she's being sworn in. He just fell off the chair and croaked, and she's laughing, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's looking at her. What are you laughing at? The guy just the guy just croaked five minutes ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's got to control. I, I'm sure every day they say, "Hey, if he goes, yeah. if he dies." You yeah. do not laugh. Do not laugh. Do
1: not laugh. Look serious, look sad, look solemn. Do not burst out laughing, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, she's got she's got to be very careful. Hey, listen, our, our discussion started with uh with Cuomo, someone who wanted to be president and uh obviously has no chance of being president of the United States. I guess he could never say never, but uh, there's, there's no possible way that Andrew Cuomo is going to become the president of the United States. So, you know, again, uh, you know, we're not going to be telling these these tales. Like we got a little tidbit on all these different presidents, everything Calvin Coolidge to uh, TR, uh, FDR, LBJ, Kennedy, all of these people. We won't be telling those stories about Andrew Cuomo. And as he comes forward and speaks to tish james and and her her folks there uh i i can't imagine he's even thinking in his wildest dreams that if i get through this i'm going to go to the white house uh i don't know i mean do you think i mean it's um i know you don't know him but do you think he's cocky enough to think in the back of his mind that if he gets through this
1: sure why not the the sky's the limit
0: that's unbelievable
1: that's
0: for, for for Andrew Cuomo. Nothing nothing is in his way. Yeah. Wow. Just uh just absolutely amazing. Uh anyway, uh Melissa, if there's anything you wanna add, please uh please do so. It's uh a lot going on but but nothing crazy specific. Um the the Trump conversation uh is uh is always heating up and you know, he's uh, you know and by the way we we mentioned all these presidents we we, we hardly mentioned uh, Donald Trump if you think about it um he's doing things now uh, making it he spoke at CPAC and he spoke at uh-huh. uh, uh you know in front of a conservative base and if you think about it um he's probably trying to take attention away from what's going on here what's going on um uh, with uh, with the indictment of his CFO and well now his former CFO, I think he cut loose any uh, any final thoughts uh, today and any thoughts on on Trump.
1: Oh, with well, Trump. Well, that's that's the show that never that never sells out. Right. Yeah. Um, he just had he he just spoke at CPAC. And I think he is. He's uh, he's just one step away from formally declaring his candidacy for 2024. Don't you agree?
0: Yeah, you know he uh, he he floated it out there. I don't know, you know. And again, he's not saying yes. He's not saying no. Right? He's not uh, saying definitive. But he did say in the, in the, that he's he's made up his mind. Is that correct?
1: I think he has. He said that on the on the Hannity shit a couple yeah. of weeks ago. He didn't come out and say what he was going to do, but everybody seemed to think that that he. His, his uh his, his expressions were indications of his decision to go ahead with that
0: yeah it, it's just you know let's let, let's see how it all plays out I think it, it's a perfect him floating that is is perfect for the with the background of the investigation it takes away attention from it and also if anybody turns around and says uh, hey um You know, uh, uh, you know, Donald Trump's under indictment. He's going to say, yeah, because they don't want me to be the next president again, which they stole from me the first time. And they're trying to do this. Mm -hmm. It's a rallying cry, so to speak. I mean, uh, wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, absolutely. And he, he feels that, you know, he's, he, he's justified by having, you know, the 74 million voters and his base, which is still intact, despite all that that's coming out about the January 6th insurrection and, uh, and the commission that's been called, uh, that, that happens to be, uh, I think it's it's going to be chaired, or, or at least it's going to be headed, uh, it's going to be, um, it's going to include Liz Cheney, no less, um, to talk about, you know, to do past judgment on what really happened. But um, he thinks he's, you know, he's got a, um, a mandate from I don't know, from, from the people, to to run and, and to get back his you know, what's rightfully his. And there are followers out there who think he's—I I don't know if they still believe this, uh, but they have the erroneous and um, inf- uh, delir- um, um, delirious view that he was coming back in, in, to reclaim his, his rightful place in the White House in August. I don't know. Did you hear that?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, there were people that were saying uh, uh, March four. And uh, and and three four, they would say like a little thing, and they do a little handshake, and they yeah. say three four, three four. They thought he was yeah. coming. Uh, these are all right. the folks that are, um, uh, you know, that were concentrating on right. uh, on the uh, insurrection being some, you know, b- new Boston Tea Party. But uh, right, quite, right. you know, quite quite frankly, yeah, there's some there's some very delusional people out there.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and there have been some, in, uh, been some uh, arrests for various participants. And these followers don't get it. He's not going to come and save them. You know, uh, and if they get COVID, he's not coming to save them. He went to get his vaccine. He should have done it publicly because he did spearhead the, you know, the vaccine, um, you know, production. Um, but he didn't come and make a public, you know, viewing of it. To show his followers. You know, see, I did it. You t- you should too. Instead, now they're saying, don't tell me to get a vaccine. I mean, yeah, I man, you can't tell people what to do. But they, they, this this whole idea of you know, I'm not going to get vaccinated. And There are some, as I said, previous previous broadcasts. There are some very um, high level conservative commentators out there who are, and these are not dummies by any stretch of the imagination. Who said, I'm personally, I'm not taking the vaccine. You can, I'm not. And and you know, you wonder. You know, if there's a delta variant on the on the uh, um, on the horizon, what do you do? I mean, you you know, you you might be prolonging this whole this whole epidemic because the the unvaccinated could get could get hit very badly.
0: Yeah, we might be looking at we might be looking at something. They're talking about a lot of young people getting uh getting uh hit by this the young unvaccinated are getting i mean could we have another pandemic coming that's a, you know that's a conversation for another day but a, a quick thought on that uh how bad does it does it seem uh do they have do they have numbers counting the way they did on cnn uh the first time it hasn't gotten to that point yet right
1: well, they, they have. They, they're warning that in, in, outside the U.S. the Delta variant is, is a very real and present danger and that there are upticks in certain areas among unvaccinated. Now, with children, there are problems because some parents are are, are wary of putting their kids through that, especially if the kids have pre-existing conditions. But, um, you know, among uh, 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 healthy adults, relatively healthy um, age um, eligible adults, you know, what's the, what's the weight? What, what is the, why the delay?
0: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, listen, it's, it's crazy. I hope, hope the folks that are choosing not to get vaccinated, which by the way, is their right as, as Americans, Uh um, I I hope they're not throwing, uh, the country into another pandemic. And I, I think we, the ones who are, are are vaccinated will be okay. Um, you Uh know, from it, I don't, and if we get it, it won't be all that heavy, but, um, You know, we'll uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Melissa, thank you and have a great weekend. Uh, And thank uh, you, Frank. Yeah, uh, it's uh, a lot to talk about. But uh, but again, uh, you know, a lot still unfolding, including the mayor's race, including the Cuomo situation, including the Trump situation. Everything's kind of in a holding pattern. So uh, and so we'll be talking about a lot of things as always. Melissa, thank you very much.
1: Uh, thank you, Frank, and thanks to everybody that out there who listens to us loyally each week. We, we appreciate you, and uh, we look forward to, to, to spending time with you again next time.
0: And, and we hope to see you in the, in the future in person, sure. which would be really right. nice. Frank McKay signing off. Go to com. Watch the two documentaries on this lovely lady, and uh, we will see you all next time on the Melissa ItellJorn Show you've been listening to melissa Itel duran and co-host frank mckay on breaking it down radio